my friends once again. <laughs> it's your boy Big G, and welcome back to the Tragedy to Triumph podcast. Uh, or VSG and me, that's with the, uh, in parentheses, Tragedy to Triumph, but it's VSG and me, excuse me. Um, this one is uh, written at a somber moment. <laughs> Uh, actually, well, not written, excuse me, this is recorded at a somber moment. I should say my man, uh, that man, Jack Dempsey, rest in peace. He, uh, fell victim to COVID-19, uh, this past week. Actually, uh, he's a classmate of mine, uh, and it was actually two classmates. It was, uh young lady by the name of Therese Williams. I didn't really know her, but uh, every year my high school has a uh, an all-classes picnic, so it's kind of like a, almost like a reunion every year, you know what I mean? But um, So it's kind of like the whole school comes out, you know. It's a beautiful thing, actually. Uh, but I remember seeing uh, the young lady Tyrese at the the picnic. I didn't really know her. Like I say, you know, I was she had a familiar face, but I did, you know, I, I really didn't know her, you know, like that. But you know, um, I definitely she left and probably definitely remember seeing her at the picnic. So when uh, I got the news earlier this week via our group page, I was, you know, it was sad nonetheless. You know what I mean? Because one, it's a fellow. Uh, Cavalier, and two, it was uh, somebody that, like I said, I remember seeing, you know, and, uh, but she, I believe she succumbed to a a long battle with cancer, Um, so rest in peace definitely to, uh, to her and her family, I mean, well, to her, excuse me, and uh, condolences to her family, Um, and my man Jack Dempsey, he um, was uh, uh, a staple at most of, like my my high school class uh, in the class of 1990, uh, Chicago Vocational, you know what I mean? Since 1990, we've kind of been active, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, a lot of get-togethers, a lot of, uh, a lot of sports, uh, watch parties, you know, different people's houses, uh, you know, birthday parties, um, just all of the, the normal life uh, occasions, we typically get together in uh, some form of fashion. There's like a core group um, that's always getting together and then the, the larger group, you know, because that's the whole reason why we got a uh, Facebook page. So, you know, there's always some event coming up or... Um, we we fellowship with one another a lot, and most of the events that I've been to, I always remember seeing Jack there. You know, and, uh, um, he was always, you know, on the front line. Basically, you know, at times when I went to homecoming uh, for the school, you know, just to show support as an alumna, and you know, if I didn't see anybody else from the class of '90, I was definite to see Jack. You know what I mean? In the middle. 
decked out, blue and gold head to toe, you know what I mean? Um, you know, at just about everything. Every time I was there, I can remember him being there, you know, and uh, he was one of the grill masters for our class. So whenever our class specifically either participated in an event or had refreshments at an event, you know, he was one of the people on the grill. Uh, so he was definitely a, a staple at our events and uh, a solid dude, you know what I mean? Uh, just, you know, warm, friendly, you know, always in a, in a, a good mood that I saw, you know what I mean? Just, um, you know, really good guy, you know, he'll be missed, you know, because I guess because he was always at the events and such a big part of, of all of the times that we got together, you know, is really what, you know, will leave a lasting impression and that'll definitely be a, 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 a missing piece, you know what I mean? But, you know, people, and, and that was kind of what I wanted to talk about is in grief. Um, you know, people leave our physical presence, but you can always remember them. You know, if you can remember a person's smile, um, the way that their voice sounded, things that they did, you know, how they looked, how they smelled, how they, you know what I mean? How they walked, you know, just different things about them. They never really die in that respect because they're always alive in your heart and in your memory. And definitely Jack would be that, you know what I mean? Um, and I guess as an individual, that's kind of what you hope it to leave in this life the impression upon people, you know, the people that you come in contact with so that when you pass on, you know, you leave that thought impression, you know what I mean, in their hearts and minds and you'll always be remembered and celebrated. And so in that re respect, you'll never die, you know. And I always, um, I talk <laughs> to to my loved ones that have passed along, you know, from the physical realm and, you know, sometimes as if they were there, you know, just or, or just to say, you know, out to the universe, you know, that you are remembered and you are celebrated, you know, just so that it, it keeps it, it keeps them alive for you and, you know, in whatever realm they're at or wherever, you know, they are, they'll always know that no matter what, you know, you aren't, you are not forgotten, you are remembered, you are celebrated, you are thought of, you are, you know, mourned, you know, all of those different things. But I, I choose celebrated over mourned because the mourning is really about the living, whereas the celebration is about the individual, you know. So, you know, I celebrate my ancestors, those that have passed on, loved ones, friends, um, people that were close to me, that left an impression on me, that live in my heart and mind, you know. So, but in saying that, you know, I'm, I'm constantly in this crisis that we're currently faced with, reminded 
about the the fragility of life. You know, this existence is but a fleeting moment when you think about it. Um, though it seems like we've journeyed or traveled a long distance, life is, you know, the blink of an eye. And for some, it's even shorter, you know. Uh, but what I'm learning is through my daily trials, you know, through my weight loss journey. Oh, by the way, <laughs> stats, uh, my last weigh-in, which was Thursday, I weigh in on Thursdays. You know, so I try to do everything around Thursday. Last uh, weigh-in on Thursday was 4.30 and some change, you know, which is, I think, the, the stall <laughs> that I've been experiencing may finally be trending in the right direction, you know. Uh, so I'm definitely putting all my positive energy into that. But again, nevertheless, the, my, you know, my body is constantly recontouring and, and reshaping. And so even if the, the needle on the scale hasn't moved or, you know, um, I can definitely feel my body, you know, recalibrating and, and, uh, like I said, recontouring and, you know, pants are getting looser and, you know what I mean? That just that type of thing, you know, t-shirts are getting looser, you know, um, just the way that my clothes fit, you know, as, but not necessarily the poundage, you know, which is the crazy thing because when you, uh, when you go on a weight loss journey and once it becomes public knowledge, then the first question every time people see you is, so how much weight have you lost? You know what I mean? And, this, and I get the question. It, 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 it makes sense. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, it, well, it's anxiety only in the sense that now you have to answer that question every time. And you want to have something new to say, to, new to add. Oh, you know, I lost four pounds last week. I lost, you know, uh, this amount of pounds or I lost, you know, because people want to be staggered by the number, you know, they want to hear, oh, I lost 80 pounds so far. It's like, well, that ain't necessarily the situation, but I can fit into some jeans that I couldn't have fit into probably 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It, it's, I turn, like I said, the, the, the weight loss surgery has turned the clock back on my body, you know, the the way that I like I say the way that I'm shaped the way that I fit into my clothes all of these things are going back retroactive like man like you know I can't even recall the last time that I would have been able to fit into like a size 50 which you know to a lot of people may be like whoa 50 but when I got up into the 60s you know what I'm saying it's a big deal, you know, um, my goal is to get back into the 40s, you know what I mean? And, you know, rest of Brown, 44, 46, something like that. And that, now mind you, 44, 46, that's going back to high school, okay? So, you know, um, definitely, you know, that that's where, uh, you know, that's where I aim, you know, so. But I, I can see that, though. It's It's not far away, you know, it's just... It's going to, you know, uh, it's going to require some discipline, you know, 
definitely, and some stick to itiveness to, you know, be mindful of, of, of certain things when you kind of let yourself go to get back on track, you know, that accountability, you know, going back to the last podcast, you know what I mean? Um, and it's, I want to talk about time, I guess, in terms of, well, you know, the, 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 the podcast is called VSG and me, you know, which is my, you know, uh, journey since the vertical sleeve constructed me, but it's, you know, uh, also a tragedy to triumph, you know, and in times of, of tragedy, it, you know, you think the worst possible thing could happen to you or think you think it is happening right but in that moment you kind of you find yourself in and what i mean by find yourself is the person that you truly are things that you never knew were possible things that you didn't know you had inside of you the ability to function at certain times when the average person may be, you know, be beside themselves or go to pieces, you still find a way to soldier on and not in a fake way. I'm not talking about numbing, numbing completely out and just, you know, being oblivious and just moving and saying, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, but actually being able to say that I'm okay. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not great but I'm okay you know in in certain circumstances you know and as as this past week has shown me you know with this I have to I had to bite my tongue to quit saying I you know but with the previous week that we've gone through as a society definitely as an American society You've seen tragedy over and over and over. But the awareness and the ironic part in it is though there have been points of high tension, drama, tragedy, and all of this, we're still in the midst of it. It's not over. You know, we 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 haven't turned a corner just yet, so you have to control your emotions and be cognizant of the fact that prime example now I've lost two classmates this past week but a third classmate uh, my brother Paul here he had he had the COVID-19 as well and he's recovering you know, he had to go through a lot, but he is on the mend. So it's it's possible to survive it. I mean, well, we always knew it was possible to survive it, but that gives me hope that people, if you are diligent, if you, one, try not to get it in the first place, but if your immune system is right, work on you 
try to get your your body into optimal health so that anything that befalls you, you can survive and not only survive, but be able to thrive afterwards because there will be life after COVID-19. However, make no mistake. This has changed the trajectory of everything that we thought was possible. Never in our lifetimes did we think that we would see something this contagious take hold of our society. We've been through some epidemics, but these epidemics were things that if you just were smart about how you conducted your day to day, you never really had to be concerned about. However, with this coronavirus, it's something that even despite your best attempts, doesn't fully guarantee you that you won't get it. Because it's just so so transmittable and there's so many different ways that it can be transmitted that though you try and and definitely by all means try every measure within your power to protect yourself from it to never get it in the first place it is survivable so we have to start to think again about getting our bodies into a healthy state, working on our immune system, doing those things that will give us our best chance to withstand whatever comes. Because believe it or not, COVID-19, though bad, it, bad though it is, you know, there could be something coming after that, you know. So we're at a state where we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, We just want to be present in the moment. We're under this quarantine. I know that's difficult for a lot of people, uh, particularly those people who are more social on a day-to-day. It's probably difficult to be in the house every day. But, you know, some people are introverts, like myself, for the most part. I, you know, get out and enjoy myself and, and... you know, I have errands I need to run from day to day, you know, in, in, in normal circumstances. But you, I have no problem being in-house. That's always been me, though. And some people, though, are different. Some people need that, that, that human interaction to thrive or they kind of go stir-crazy. So to my stir-crazy people out there, I, I get it. <laughs> I hear you. However, it's not worth the risk in most senses. There are too many variables. It may not be you. You may be fine, but you may have people at home. You may have uh, young or older people in your home whose immune systems are more at risk. You may have people who previously had illnesses that are are more at risk or more susceptible to catching it. You yourself might be fine with help, but there are, there may be people in your, your sphere of influence who will say that are not uh, as lucky. So 
in that respect, we have to be mindful of that. And the the tragedies that we're currently experiencing and the grief that we feel, we have to temper it. We can't go too extreme because we never know what's coming around the corner. Plus, there are so many, so widespread, and there are so many people who are feeling the effects of it. We have to be cognizant that the world is still turning. You know what I mean? The world keeps spinning. Even though you are in a pause moment, you know, you, you experience a tragedy and everything stops for you. But the world keeps on going. There's still people who are on the front lines and salute to our our uh, our front line, our workers, our uh medical workers, uh, post office people, uh, police and first responders, um, the essential people, you know, love and respect to you. A lot of times we, when we deal with veterans, we say thank you for your service, which is definitely well-founded in that. And absolutely thank our service people for, uh, their their bravery and courage and selflessness for our behalf but <laughs> it just it, it, you know and they're still a part of this too but now we have to encompass i guess be, so now it's just expanded to the the amount of people that we thank for their service so the doctors the nurses the cnas the the orderlies the hospital staff the the you know the the people who work in grocery stores the people who are still working in restaurants that are deliver only those people who are still out there pushing because at the end of the day when tragedy strikes there will always be someone who has to go and keep keep moving so to those people I salute I tip my cap. Uh, And to the rest of us, we still have to keep pushing. I found that, you know, I was, (laughs) I was contacted by uh, an ex of mine, probably the last significant relationship that I had. And the relationship ended kind of on a question mark. There were some lingering things that I was always curious about. It was just the way it didn't, it didn't sit right with me the way that the relationship ended, you know. Um, And I was, I was pleasantly surprised to hear from her. Um, And after our kind of commiseration Hey, what's going on, you know, and kind of, you know, how are you, how are you type deal. Um, you know, I expressed that I had some, some residual feelings about the way that things ended for us. And, um, you know, it's difficult sometimes when situations come to an end 
and with no necessarily resolution or uh, or um, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I caught a <laughs> a brain brain freeze right there. No closure, right? No kind of end cap to uh, the hows and the whys. Uh, I listened. And I understood that what I may have internalized about the situation, which is hard not to when you don't know or you have no answers. Uh, Some of what I thought to be was actually what I thought to be. But at the same time, uh, it wasn't about me. It was that she had a lot going on or a lot more than I even knew. You know, and though there was some hurt or pain in the not knowing, at the same time, I had a lot going on myself. And little did I know that from that, that time was going to set off about, and this is no exaggeration, I would say about a five to six year period of an endless string of tragedies and things that I was going to have to deal with and my own illness. uh, You know, I'm talking about I lost this in a five year span. I lost. I lost an aunt. I lost my grandmother. I lost a cousin. I lost my brother. I lost my son. I lost an uncle. I lost maybe four or five good friends and I lost a a man I'm talking about a day one um, I mean literally back to uh the the iron on letters you know the uh sweatshirts you know he was the run to my DMC I mean that's how far we go back you know And, uh, you know, it just was, man, in a short amount of time. I mean, the year of of ninth of probably 2015 and 2016, man, I mean, hit hard. I mean, hard. And the thing about it is. I would not have been I don't think I would have been able to withstand. Going through the things that I had to go through. If I had to have what somebody else was going through on top of that. So it was actually probably better for me that the things that, you know, came with the past relationship and all the things that she went through and she was going through or about to go through. It was probably, you know, she did me a favor to kind of leave me out of it because I just wouldn't have had the the energy to to withstand all of those different pressures with that pressure too. So though it hurt um, to not know, and just because, and this is what I, and this is another thing, you know, I hate to not, not to interrupt my, my own flow, but acknowledge, accept, and appreciate the relationships in your life for the good things that you got from them. Sometimes if it don't go right and things aren't ideal and they end kind of on a sour note, 
that doesn't take away though the the funny moments, the laughs, the genuine good times, the the support that they may have given you or you gave them. You know, it's just so there were always good parts about a relationship that you take away from, you know, even the leaving the bad or the bitter behind, but it extracting the good. So in particularly if there was more good than bad, then you have to count it as a positive, you know, and I really, our conversation kind of ended, you know, on a, on an even note, you know, um, I, I'm glad that she contacted me. I'm glad that she solved some, some mysteries for me and, and filled in some blanks and answered some questions. She kind of left me with more questions about other things, but that's okay. I'm not even going to delve into that. But what it, it left me with is the impression that when we were good, we were good. And we were good for a while. And I appreciate that. And I thank her for that. And I, you know, wish her nothing but success and happiness. And overall, the the kind of way that she moved and the things that she did afterwards or the way that she ended up was actually the best situation. You know what I mean? That I could have wanted for her or, you know, I could accept that. That was cool. You know what I mean? Just kind of how that ended up, you know what I mean? So if it had to be that, then I'm, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Um, I always feel about any better, anybody that I deal with. If it has to end or whatever, I just want to see you happy. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, even if it's not with me, I'd rather you find happiness, you know, than either you waste a lot of time trying to make happiness with me or I waste a lot of time trying to make happiness with you. If we can't make it work, I'd rather you be happy. You know what I mean? And find happiness. Because again, in a good relationship, you are friends as well. So as your friend, I want you to be happy. You know, I'll deal with my feelings, but you know, as your friend, I want you to find happiness, you know what I mean? And if you do, I'm glad, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad all overall. And like I said, she was good to me, you know, for uh, a, a nice amount of the time. And the, the way that it ended was kind of eh, on a sour, but, you know, by and large, we had good time. So I'm not mad at that at all. But it did force me to kind of analyze my life from that point till now. And I really was like, wow, I went through a lot. And I'm not even really the type of person to kind of, you know, count, oh, I've been through this, I've been through that. And you know what I mean? Say it as if, oh, pity me. No, 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 not at all. I only recount the things that I go through because I've come through those things. And I only recount them and the way that I came through them so that it may help somebody else who's either going through it now or may go through it in the future to see that though you probably feel bad now and feel like this is the worst situation and all of this, the frustration and the aggravation, 
that you feel if you keep getting up every day, putting one foot in front of the other, you will find better days. You will. You have to be 100% rooted in that. You will find better days. And though I, I, I had a lot of tragedy, I really did. That's why part of the podcast is Tragedy to Triumph. I knew throughout most of it, though, it was something in me that was always like, I'll be good. I'm hurting now, but I'm going to be good. When I was in the hospital for three months, it was, I never doubted whether I would be okay. And that, that may sound strange, but it's true. I never for one second doubted whether I would be all right. Um, it was just that it was difficult to go through. But after a while, it's like, hey, I'm just trying to get better. You know, that's the whole point is for me to get better. And even after my current, after the VSG, you know, after I got the sleeve, it was all for me to get better. You know, I went through it with no hesitation. You know, it took me a while to reach that point. But once I reached that point and I was resolved in my mind, which is something that I learned about myself, once I'm resolved to something, then all of the things that come with it is okay. All right, let's deal with it. Let's get it done and let's start moving. And that's basically the way that I live my life now. And through all of the all of the ups and the downs that I've come through, I still I'm I'm still able to smile. I still find joy in life. I still find I still extract the the beautiful things surrounding the tragedy, the before, the after, the going through, the appreciation of what I lost and what it was to me before I lost it, you know? And in 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 some respects if I extracted something from it, I really never lose anything. You know, it's just um, I learned a lot of perspective and I don't say that as if I have all of the answers or if I'm at the point where now, okay, great, I've done it all. Well, hey, life is still going. So, you know what I mean? There will be more, you know what I mean? There will be more joy. There will be more sorrow. There will be more. Uh, elation there will be you know what I mean there, there'll just be life and you just have to learn how to deal with each issue as it comes don't get too high don't get too low just seek that balance that's all we work. well my philosophy has always been to seek the balance in whatever it is and I, I try to do that and accomplish that so I try to give thanks be appreciative of all of the things that I have and not dwell on those things that I don't. Um, I still strive for those things that I I need or, or want. But again, never forgetting the amount of the abundance of things that I already have, the things that I've been privileged to experience, good, bad, and indifferent, because they've made me the man that I am today. And that man that I am today is what I share with you, you know, on the, on this podcast. (laughs) And I try, and again, I share it all because I try to give it as honest as I can, because I hope that my journey can help someone else maybe, uh, 
give you some hope, maybe inspire you, maybe, you know, help you be resolved within yourself to, you know what, I'm going to be all right. You know what, I can do that. You know what, I need to make a change. You know, don't be afraid of change. We shy away from change a lot of times because what we know is what we know and we're comfortable with what we know. Even if what we know is negative, it's what's comfortable for us. But sometimes we have to step outside of our comfort zone in order to expand ourselves and become more because we were meant to be more. All of those things that you currently are, you were still meant to be more. And so I I continue to I, I continue to meditate on those thoughts and I try to not hinder myself to be as as expansive as I'm supposed to be. And even if I don't get it right, <laughs> that's all right. I'll continue to do what I need to do and the answers will come. I, you know, I once, a wise man once told me, even when you don't know the answer, as long as you speak in truth, then the answers will come. If you speak in the spirit of truth, then the answers will come. So that I take and I live by that day by day. I try to live in my truth and the answers will come. Even if I don't know what's happening at that particular time. So in saying that, I really had intended for this to be like, you know, 15 minutes. But, you know, I guess I, I get to going sometimes. So from me to you and everyone under, underneath the sound of my voice or this podcast, I thank you for your attention, uh, for your understanding, for your time. And I wish you health, happiness, and abundance in whatever your endeavors are and whatever you choose. So, uh, as always, you can leave me a voicemail. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, VSG, VSG underscore NME. Um, you can check me out on YouTube, same, VSG underscore NME. And what else? Uh, do I have a Twitter? Well, no, I don't have a Twitter for it yet. But that's coming. So I have a Twitter too. <laughs> but uh, I strive to kind of, you know, be multifaceted in terms of I'm trying to expand the things that I can offer to you. Uh, merchandise coming soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely coming soon. I look forward to that. Uh, I'll put the link in on uh, on my podcast page, so. You know, or on my IG page, or the the, the information will be there. You know, but as always, like I said, I thank you for the bottom of my heart for listening, and uh, be safe, be well, be happy. <laughs>